0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a big weekend of league action in Scotland. Rangers stay clear at the top with a 4-2 win against Ross County. Stephen Gerrard becomes linked with the Aston Villa job. Celtic got a 4-2 of their own with doubles from Kyogo and Jota at Dundee. And Motherwell and Hearts were the other big winners, seeing off Aberdeen and Dundee United. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. The press can't speak to Stephen Gerrard for the next two weeks because of the break for international football but he can speak to the Rangers fans at any time of his choosing that's what Rangers media is for and this time I think Stephen has to give an unequivocal answer with regard to his immediate future when the Newcastle job came up he danced around the subject but this time he has to end all speculation and the simple way to do that is to say listen, publicly say I'm not interested Any silence on the matter And the speculation Grows Alex Yeah it was a good game uh, Good interesting weekend Gordon Rangers and Celtic Coast to 4-2 wins Over Ross County And Dundee Hearts get back to winning ways With a 5-2 win Over Dundee United And Murrowell Get a big win on the road With a Van Veen double mm. To secure the three points Against uh, the Dons And the Saints Share the spoils A big huge Massive international break Coming up But we're not quite done with the domestic stuff yet So pick up that phone And let us know what is on your mind After a busy weekend of Scottish football 01419511025 The guys have mentioned some of the talking points The headlines about Rangers and Celtic And the 4-2 wins And big victories for Motherwell and Hearts And all the usual uh, drama that goes involved mm. with the fixtures So if you've got any thoughts on any of that Or you think we've missed something You know what to do 0141 951 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Right, go on then. Monday night, result of the weekend. What are you giving me? I am going Aberdeen nil, Motherwell 2. I think every other result in the Premiership was fairly predictable. Big wins for Celtic and Rangers and Hearts. But Motherwell going up there, uh, that's a very good result. And I like Kevin Van Veen's style. Okay. Alex Ray I'm going to go into the championship Gordon I'm going to go for the Jags Thistle uh, away win uh, it Keeps them within five points mm-hmm. of uh, Kelly So a big big win for uh, McCall's boys I think the standard was high this weekend oh. You're spoiled for choice On your goal of the weekend What are you going Hugh Keevans? Young man walks onto the park With a sub after 82 minutes at Tynecastle And five minutes later Dinks the ball over the head Of a very good Dundee United goalkeeper Aaron McInef Cheeky boy <laughs> okay, uh, but he's probably been called worse. But I didn't think he'll be expecting that uh, name from you tonight, Alex. What are you uh, going for? Yeah, I'm going for a pile driver. Uh, he's going for a dink. You, I'm going for the Ryan Kent pile driver. Just back from a, a, an injury, and to produce that goal was absolutely remarkable. Okay, howler of the weekend then For those unfamiliar with the rules Well, there aren't any really But you can stick it to strikers, referees, defenders, goalkeepers Anything you want Who's getting your howler of the weekend? Ah, uh, the Celtic goalkeeper Joe Hart I, I think okay. he suffers I think at times from inactivity For long, long periods of the game at Dens Park He's not involved And then he took a wee wander out uh, When the score was 4-1 And he didn't get what he intended to get and the ball went over him into the net. A howler by anyone's definition, not a costly one. Alex Ray, what are you going yeah, for? Yeah, I'm going for Kane at St Johnson Gordon. Having received a yellow card, he just couldn't keep his mouth shut. Descent, 
Got a second yellow one I think the manager has to have a word in his shell Right okay That's not bad 01419511025 What is on your mind after the weekend? There must be something Monday night There's mm. always something uh, on your mind As we said we do head now towards that big international break Taking on Moldova and Denmark um, On that to show the, the link if you like Between the club stuff and the International stuff John Souter has been rewarded For wow. his good form He's been called in Essentially as Grant Hanley's Replacement in the Scotland squad So we'll hear more of that As the week progresses But to kick us off tonight Let's hear from you On the weekend's football 01419511025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter For the Glasgow's big two Alex will take calls We'll get into the nitty yeah. gritty The main talking points As an overview uh, what did you make? We were in here for yeah. what felt like 12 hours yesterday um, And uh, saw both games Yeah, absolutely I think, uh, to be fair, Celtic coasted it You know, obviously lost a couple of goals as well Followed on by Rangers who were in an easy street as well And uh, they both go into the international break now And I think one of the key things for both managers, Gordon Will The players going away in international duty They have to come back in good shape Because they've obviously got semi-finals to look forward to Carbon copy Sunday really Wasn't it Both teams Winning by the same margin uh, Both teams Scoring outstanding goals Ryan Kent for Rangers Yota and Kyogo For Celtic mm. And When the Celtic fans uh, Sang at the end Celtic Celtic Sign them up They meant Yota And uh, I think That checkbook Has got to come out Rather quickly oh, yeah. Sorry Gordon I read an article there I'm not sure if you read it Hugh There was a manager saying They're not in any yeah. rush To get this tied yeah. down uh, There were similarities Weren't there in the sense that In both games We were And we have to be honest Assessing the potential Of 5-1 6-1 Maybe uh, more yeah. Is that the way it's going to and, and, and so I guess To draw those similarities Both very good going yeah. forward Both with some work to do at the other end Absolutely Gordon And, uh, and you look at the manner In which they lost Both goals for both teams uh, It was rather cheap They don't think they had to work Particularly well for them uh, And listen I think as long as the managers Are continually picking up Three points They'll, they'll be relatively comfortable The concern will come When you're conceding a goal Early doors As mm. Rangers are doing at the moment uh, You know But they seem to be getting the job done Right let's go then Alan is a Rangers fan From Falkirk Kick us off with the game yesterday Alan what did you make of it? Uh, just as Alex says there, uh, I think Rangers are starting to play well if they just cut out this losing the goal and giving teams uh, a goal of a start. Uh, but I think Bromby, the second half, and yesterday were starting to play some nice football. How big a difference does it make, Alex, having Ryan Kent back to talk about, uh, to, to add to that playing nice football yeah. that, that Alan mentioned? Gordon, I've said this time after time He brings something to the, the table That other players don't have He can go both ways He can pick a pass Like you've seen the, in Bromby on Thursday night And he, he just attracts players So when things are kind of really tight And people are putting a low a low block He attracts other players towards him And he can get overloads and, and, and get a spare man So I just think he brings back I'll be honest with you Gordon See the, the, the time in which we've seen Ryan Over these couple of games I've been really impressed With what I've seen More so than what I've seen mm. uh, Leading up to his injury Alan Obviously there are There's always work to be done Conceding first again Is that is that of a concern to you Or are you confident Rangers More often than not Have the firepower to Overturn those setbacks uh, No they shouldn't be conceding first All the time And when you, you come up to Playing Celtic and all that You, you can't keep giving teams A goal to start One time it's going to come back And bite you in the bum uh, and once you've answered Could I come back with one quick yeah, Of course you point? can Absolutely In general terms Rangers have now lost 13 goals 
That's the number of goals they lost in all of last season's league games And they've still got another 25 league games to play So was last season exceptional? Is it allowable to have conceded 13 goals, 13 games in? Uh, you know, it, it's an odd statistic This 11 games going a goal behind However, they are four points clear at the top of the league And therefore, it has not proved to be damaging Yeah, this is where you become yeah. a, a little bit of a victim of your own success Alec, yeah. I, I don't know how many seasons we could play And, and Never you, replicate that. you won't get a, a season where you end up only conceding 13 goals yeah. It happens every now and then It yeah. happened last season To use that as the benchmark is... <laughs> Inappropriate yeah. probably But at the same time I'm, I'm almost No I'm, I'm definitely certain That Stephen Gerrard Will want to stop Conceding the, go- the first goal In yeah. every match Yeah but, but I think so Gordon I think when you look at last season That was an exceptional season But I still maintain That 13 goals At this particular time of the season I think Stephen Gerrard Will be looking for better uh, The manner in which They're conceding Will be a concern for him as well Because it's a little bit too easy For my liking Never mind Stephen Gerrard's liking And They'll be looking for improvements in that area I'm not exactly sure when Holander's back into the mix as well uh, Barisic hasn't been able to sustain uh, long periods of uh, games as well Due to injuries and setbacks So the quicker they can get a settled back four It looks as if McGregor may well be more uh, kind of the number one choice mm-hmm. You know, It seems as if he's starting to settle down as the number one And I think that could be important as well Just trying to get, get stability at the back mm. What else is on your mind as a Rangers fan tonight Alan? Well, this is more directly at you being the elder statesman. Oh, he certainly uh, is. Just. <laughs> Hugh, could you answer the disgraceful scenes yesterday again? Do you think the Celtic board have got to be taking a good look at their own self? No Celtic manager in the last, I don't know, 10 years wears a poppy on uh, the side of the park. <clears throat> but when they leave Celtic, Neil Lennon was on the telly the other night. Brendan Rodgers, they all wear the poppy. Uh, I know it's your choice, but we keep on getting told, and it's fact, the first Scottish team, the first British team to win the European Cup. This is where they're from. You're from Clyde Bank, which was bombed through the war. Why wouldn't they wear the poppy? The actual fact, I was looking at a programme about uh, six months ago, and Mark Wilson was on the front of the old Rangers programme, and he was wearing a poppy with Celtic. Right, I'm not let, let sure me I, let me try. What Mark's and, got to do with it, yeah. but um, yeah. Well, you, you could tune in, Hugh, and you can set your watch by this stuff every year. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I mean, bottom line, it is profoundly embarrassing for Celtic. It should be uh, what the the, the, the minute the, silence, the, the the disruption of the minute silence is profoundly embarrassing. It's antisocial. Uh, I, I do, uh, as Alan has said, I am a gentleman of a certain vintage. I I do believe that you should be respectful uh, on that particular day when you've been asked to remember those who have fallen in two world wars. Uh, I I do think that uh, Celtic should address the situation once and for all. Uh, You're right, Gordon, when you say that there's annual outrage, as there is annual desecration of the minute silence by some Celtic supporters, a tiny minority, will it be said, but as there is annual desecration of the minute silence, there is annual outrage at the annual desecration of the minute silence. I just think Celtic should address the, the situation in one way or another, either put a poppy on the jersey, and I'm well aware that the club provide thousands and thousands of pounds uh, in charitable donations uh, to that particular fund. 
but well, that that's clearly the, that's clearly the way. You know, this is nothing new. That, no. that that's clearly the route that they choose but, to go but, down. So but, we've got we've got a choice to we then ask the same question next year and the year after and the year after and the year after. Yeah, that yeah, side is not going to that's why not th- going to change. That's why I think Celtic should uh, you know put put their minds to the the subject and see if they can come up. Well, with these something. are two separate things. I think you know whether wearing a poppy on a jersey is separate from the booing of a minute silence. Those are two different things. Well, Celtic making a gesture, uh, you know. I would like to have heard from uh, Michael Nicholson, the acting CEO, or the chairman today, just say something about it, address the topic. Uh, thank you, Alan. 01419511025. Let's bring in Scott, who's a Rangers fan. What pleased you most from the game yesterday, Scott? Hi, Pan. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, well, the, the goal that we conceded, the first of all, was, I was not surprised, to be honest, because it's nearly every week we're conceding first now. But the bit pleased me the most was seeing Ryan Jack coming on for that, however long he came on for, and Ryan Kent as well. Because I think, especially Ryan Jack, see when he plays, I think he's more like a captain than Tavernier, to be honest. I think he makes the team step up their game. And the performance in general pleased me. Sakala ran his cell into the ground. Uh, the wee boy uh, Bakuna played no bad as well. So I think Rangers are coming good. A brilliant timing Now getting into an international break I was just wondering What the panel thought of that I was, Sorry Sean you go uh, I mean Alec it's, it's plain to see That the, the strength and depth Is there uh, What a good day For Stephen Gerrard To have Ryan Jack Come on And but resume his Rangers career And what a great day uh, For Ryan Kent To come back From injury Look as sharp as he did Score a goal As good as the one he did Uh a very good weekend for Steven Gerrard He could afford to leave out Alfredo Morelos yeah. And nobody noticed Yeah, uh, it was interesting Because I was I haven't seen a great uh, deal of Bakuna Clearly the times that I have seen mm. him He looks as if he's got good technical ability And when you look at the goal he provided yesterday Gordon, for me uh, He shows that he's got a little bit of quality and creativity uh, In that final third And I think Rangers, the more players they have like that and then you go back to what Hugh just said there, the now Roof, Morelos, right? So they have a lot of firepower also. But it's really good to see um, Ryan Jack mm-hmm. back. I think it was 70 minutes, 71 minutes he came on yesterday. So it was 20 minutes. I was listening to Stephen Gerrard talk about the importance of having him back. And it was almost like a little reward for him because of his efforts mm-hmm. in training. So I think it'll be baby steps with him because they won't want him to get back. Uh, have a setback. I always say, you know, there are some football cliches that you can't ignore uh, because they just they, they, hit, they hit the nail on the head. Ryan Jack being like a new signing would that yeah. would that ah, be one brilliant. that you'll you'll let people away with? Yeah, uh, and possibly Kent comes into that category as well because he came back in a in a way uh, that was immediately startling. The goal is terrific, and he brings something to Rangers that no one else can. I think so. The overall impression of the weekend was that Stephen Gerrard got a good result, maintained the four-point lead at the top of the league and illustrated the strength and depth that is available to him. I think, sorry, Gordon, just to, to add the, what the caller was talking about, the concern about losing that first goal. You know, I think that's three or four games in the bounce now where they've, they've obviously conceded. They've got some really big games coming up. They've obviously got the semi-final uh, in a couple of weeks and then they've also got that Sparta Braggs. So, so you'll not be able to concede mm. goals against these teams. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, Alex, how, uh, you know, something it can kind of set in when you're looking at the midweek. Uh, Stephen Gerrard is the one who sets the tone almost. He's unhappy with his front three. He makes the changes, mm. says he's going to change it at the weekend and does. 
and, and and you've got your main man Your main striker Morelos He's not getting the goal So it creates this idea This notion that Rangers aren't firing In an attacking sense Yet they scored 10 goals Across two, two, two league games So yeah. uh, clearly no no real issue there No and I, and I think uh, Stephen will be really pleased With the actual kind of uh, final third entries The conversion rate as well uh, And yeah, you were right earlier on What you said You know for I don't know The 4-0 up after what 65 minutes or 70 minutes So you were looking for them To then kick on And possibly get another 6 mm. I just think on the back Of a European game Psychologically You just take your foot Off the pedal And then they mm. see out the game um, Scott I think you mentioned Ryan Jack Ryan Kent I take it you'll be happy With his contribution recently Definitely Ryan Kent's contribution He's always good Ryan Kent When he, when he plays but can I just say one more thing? I put in all the rivalry and everything yeah, aside. Make it quick if you can. We're approaching the travel and you go. Scenes up at Dens Park, man. It's shocking. Mm. Everybody, the hotties have got family who died in wars and everything, and that's the way they choose to behave. Well, again, all I can say is that from a personal perspective, it is embarrassing for the club. Mm. And it is anti-social behaviour And thank you to everyone Who's now sending me pictures Of Neil Lennon Who had a poppy on his jacket At some stage Demanding that we correct Alan the previous caller Consider it done I'm sorry I don't have a list Of who did and who didn't It's it's not something I, I tend to keep But consider it corrected 01419511025 Good football over the weekend By the way If you want to discuss that We can do it next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here 01419511025 Busy old weekend yeah. of Scottish football If you've got something that's on your mind from the weekend Then pick up the phone and share it 01419511025 If you think something's being missed Pick up the phone and share it 01419511025 uh, We are about to hear from Ange Postacoglu He says Celtic played some excellent football Scored some great goals uh, however, he does admit they were a bit sloppy in the goals that they conceded. Yeah, it was a good performance, strong performance. Um, you know, we, we played some excellent football at times and you know, controlled the game, played it on our terms and scored great, four great goals and, and, you know, we missed quite a few. You know, it could have been a little bit more sort of ruthless in front of goals. Um, so we're all good. Disappointing to concede too, I thought. We just got to be sloppy before both goals with just our possession. And, yeah, I think... It's part of our sort of process and progress is to understand that you know, we can't lose focus and, and sort of take liberties with, with our game. And um, But overall, you know, considering Thursday night I and mean, we didn't get back till Friday early hours, it was a tough game. I was a bit worried about how we'd go physically, but I thought uh, considering all that, it was good. Yeah, overall, Hugh, clearly a job well done. Yeah, of course. Uh, but Ange used the word sloppy uh, and he also said that they had uh, lost focus. Uh, defensively speaking, as I think Joe Hart was a bit of a blunder for the second goal. Uh, Celtic and Postecoglou said after the game he wanted them to be even more ruthless in front of goal. They got four, but he felt they should have had more. Hmm. He's right. I think they also had to be more ruthless in defence. I know that everyone will point to the league table and say they've only lost nine goals, yep. fewer than any other side. However, the manager himself is saying yeah. sloppy. And is that where Alex You get a unique set of expectations And pressures at these clubs You're always looking for Better You'll never get perfection But you're trying to get close Because as Hugh says Celtic have the best defensive record in the league They've conceded 9 goals in 13 games 
but there's still room for improvement according to the manager yeah. so yeah absolutely Gordon and I think uh, I think as I said earlier on I think it's the manner in which they're losing it's not as if they've been carved open you know as, as you said there was obviously a mistake with, with Hart and then you look at some of the goals that Rangers are conceding as well so I think across the board as managers you're always looking to try and be more stingy at the back because it's a foundation we hear that old cliche the foundation is clean sheets at the back that builds confidence and the longer that goes on and you've seen that last year with Rangers when it, when it was going on and on and on I'm sure that defence were very much mm. conscious that they didn't want to concede at the back Right let's bring in Fraser who's a Celtic fan on the line How pleased were you with the attacking stuff yesterday Fraser? Oh, Hi guys how's it going? Good thanks good Yeah it was absolutely fantastic and from start to finish I mean Jota's just the guy's incredible I mean he had a bit of a slow start compared to Kyogo but I mean in the last few weeks he's grown into the the team so so well and him and Kyogo have this partnership together which is just absolutely fantastic I mean I think it's a bit of a no-brainer to sign him Yeah Hugh that is, it's going to be an on, ongoing theme and yesterday we saw we saw the best of them both didn't we it was two yeah. two doubles we were waiting which one would get the hat-trick they were yeah. both I think taken off before uh, that could happen but they are entertaining the Celtic fans no end and the, the, the factual side of it all with regard to Yota is that he has scored six and made six uh, in 13 league games So uh, Of course The fans want him to be signed um, Celtic can't afford To handle this badly um, I'm not concerned whether he Is a permanent transfer tomorrow Or on the 1st of January However Celtic can't afford To do the wrong thing here uh, They can afford them That's not a problem uh, and he is clearly an outstanding talent Who in the fullness of time uh, Could make Celtic an awful lot of money uh, So yeah of course everyone uses the same expression A no brainer mm. Well it's over to the board now then Would that be 20 goals between the three of them then Kyogo, yeah. uh, Jota and Abada Alex f- from your front three That would be a good return anyway Yep but when they're, they're all Well Abada and Jota are young Kyogo's a little bit older But they're all relatively young they're all new yeah. Not only to the club But to the country To the style of football To the culture When you add it all in That's why the Celtic fans Are particularly yeah. happy Yeah without doubt They're encouraged Gordon And we're just listening to Hugh there Talk about six goals Six assists Abada's piled in as well With plenty of goals And we've obviously spoke about uh, Kyogo His movement His goals His variation goals You know for, a, for someone his size You know because of his movement He can score for, uh, in the air also So you know I was interested listening to Ange there and we was talking about because I always talk about coming back and the freshness of players that may well have been a concern for them but they got the job done really early Gordon and they were so clinical yesterday and I have to say they blew Dundee away mm-hmm. I know we all have a laugh about me and John McGinn but <laughs> no, no. How, how, how does this come up? No, no, this is relevant Alright, oh, I see where you're going, okay uh, John McGinn, the, the failure to sign John McGinn was the beginning of the end for Brendan Rodgers at Celtic He... Privately was not a happy man And it was the beginning of the end for him I'm not saying that failure to sign Yorta Would be the beginning of the end for Ange Postacoglu But he would be wondering If it doesn't go through Why on earth didn't it go through? Mm. Uh, Fraser, where's the balance then Between your delight at what you're witnessing In the attacking third And any concerns that you may have About the nature of the goals being conceded? Sure, um, obviously going forward it's absolutely fantastic I mean it's every week or so it's four goals, three goals here in, in Europe especially getting three goals away from home twice um, two away games is fantastic 
defensively, I think the fact that Starfield's out now and him and Carter Vickers as partners has been disrupted, um, that might have thrown off the balance a bit in the defence, which is possible. Um, with the communication with Joe Hart especially, that might be an issue, but I think that might be something temporary, especially with Julian coming back as well. That will settle things too. He's a fantastic centre-back, so yeah. um, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I think the fact that it has been disrupted is the main issue, but overall, I think we have far too much going forward in the league for that to be a problem. My arithmetic's so bad, I've chopped six goals off a of Celtic's yeah, front three. That was only two of them that added up. One of them's got six, and I forgot to add his on. Uh, so it's 26, I stand corrected, um, between the three of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alex. The at what point though? We mentioned that expectation, that that yeah. microscope that goes on. At some point, Celtic will concede goals. Every team will concede goals, and you'll need to give a little bit of credit to to the opposition. It can't be that every time a team concedes a goal, you go, "Oh, they have conceded yeah. a goal again," as if that you know it's not going to happen. And particularly the first one. Yeah, I'm sure Ange Postecoglou can see things that that he didn't like, but it was a it was a good ball from Dundee. It was yeah. a good finish and. I mean, Mullen it was, wasn't it? Do we need to bear that in mind sometimes? Well, I, I said yesterday, um, you know, if you're trying to defend that ball, Gordon, when he checks back into his right foot and he wraps his foot into that kind of corridor, uh, he just gets the slightest of touches and then obviously the defenders are facing back towards the goal. I just thought it was a lovely ball. I wouldn't really blame any of the defenders at that point because it's just a movement. If it's on the money, now we've seen Sakala score uh, against uh, Motherwell last week and it's because of the, the quality of the delivery. And sometimes mm. you just got to hold your hands up. I mean, obviously Fraser is understandably happy with the, the attacking And yesterday Do you know Abada was Was quiet I think everyone would agree that It was the Jota yeah. And Kyogo show I mean in particular Alex The one Down the left Where it's kind of Worked a 1-2 Jota gets yes. The bylet And cuts it back And that's At that point On your left foot With defenders in front It's a bit of a half chance And Kyogo yeah. makes it look So simple Easy. doesn't he Yeah and I think It was partly to do With the weight of the ball Gordon because it was Actually weighted perfectly So they could go And attack that space And again it goes back To the movement And he's finishing Gives the goalkeeper No chance But well, we're highlighting Celtic's front three Gordon But it's so much more Than that because <laughs> When you look at Ralston you know, he, he was pivotal to yeah. what went on yesterday as well. And then you've got McGregor and Turnbull backing that up. So it's just like constant wave after wave. And with the greatest respect to Dundee, it's against lesser opposition that don't have the legs to cope with the, the movement and pace that Celtic have. Um, thank you very much to Fraser. Let's hear another from Ange Postacoglu. Says the attacking players are all feeding off each other. Um, he hopes that they can get even more ruthless. There's no doubt, you know, all front of three, I think. You know, special talents and, and you know, they've, they've hit some great form and, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's more to come. They're fantastic young players. Um, I mean, Kyogo's not young, but, you know, he's only been, you know, out of his own country for, for a couple of months and um, they're in form and they're scoring great goals. Still feel we can be a little bit more ruthless because we're creating a lot of chances, but it's good to see. I think they're feeding off one another and they feel confident, which is good. Uh, certainly, Hugh, that, you know, it's the, that... You wonder about the, the the scars, if you like, maybe a bit dramatic f- from last season. That uh-huh. that is probably adding to why Celtic fans are enjoying the attacking football so much. Whether people are, are getting carried away or not, you can only really tell that in time. Celtic will will finish where they finish. But if you've had such a disappointment, then you see all these new signings, and everyone's telling you that it might take a while for them to hit the ground running, and lots of them don't, yeah. and and start. Sparkling in front of goal Then you're allowed to get excited about that Of course you are Out of the ashes of a depressing season For the Celtic supporters They uncover uh, a young Israeli A young uh, Portuguese And perhaps a not so young Japanese But you put the three of them together 26 goals New arrivals in the country That's a 
fantastic mm. return so early in their Celtic career Yeah let's bring in Stephen who's a Celtic fan And see what he has on his mind Hi Stephen Hi Gordon how are you? Good how are you? You well? Aye good back Good, good. What's, what's on your mind tonight after the weekend then? Um, press the Celtic Really am I think Big Ange has been He's been a breath of fresh air I think we need to give the guy a bit of chance And I think Come January I think we're going to add I can't see Rangers adding Seen their figures this week I just can't see it I think we'll add Extra wee bits of quality There's a couple of guys tagged with us And I think if we do add I think it's going to be some battle going down the line Yeah I mean Hugh The notion of Celtic adding We've gone in early on the, the transfer yeah. speculation It's the 8th of November <laughs> uh, But you can kind of see it starting to It was always going to be a bit chaotic We don't yeah. really need to go over old ground About how long it took for Celtic to get the manager And so on And, and even above him What structures are in place But Last week Greg Taylor got a new deal Anthony Ralston got a new deal It's just about He's obviously been in long enough To assess them And see that he wants them to be mm-hmm. A part of his squad at least He's mentioned You know well, Tom Rogic was injured And he wished he had someone else To play that role Which would have given Tom Rogic a rest So that You can already almost see Some of it perhaps Taking place for January uh, First of all Celtic have got to get to January Make sure that they are As close to Rangers As they are now uh, With the, the existing squad uh, you cannot add to it between now and January, uh, so that's the first priority. Uh, Stephen, I think, is right in in general terms that you you'd find it hard to imagine Rangers adding to the squad when the, the last figures show twenty three million pound losses. Uh, however, their need to add to the squad is not as great as Celtic's need, because we've established that there is strength and depth at Ibrox, uh, certainly enough. Uh, to make Stephen Gerrard uh, confident that Rangers can retain the title. So uh, Celtic do have tweaks that they have to make in January. But as I say, the first priority is to get to the 1st of January and indeed the 2nd of January when Celtic play Rangers, uh, not having conceded, in fact, hoping to have made up ground on Rangers. I mean, Stephen thinks this is all going to, be very tight down the, yeah. the stretch Alex We don't really know For instance you And I think all the pundits Tipped Rangers to win the league I wouldn't expect you to change that In fact you're not allowed to change it <laughs> Would you Are Celtic Progressing a better than you thought they would At this uh, stage Is that is that a fair way yeah, of putting it Well I think they've settled down Gordon Because I think initially You know they had a, a run of poor results uh, And it looked as if they were going to get overwhelmed by it all The fact that he had managed to get his team his strongest 11 together now and I've maintained this and, and I think the guys have spoke about it on the programme the strength and depth they don't really have that uh, at the moment you know if they lose one or two players we've seen it they've dropped points when Kyle Kyogo comes out the team they've dropped points as well so uh, I just think that if they can get to January and add a few more players I think Big Ange will be really delighted with it because what you have actually just mentioned there is he's got a jigsaw and I think he's a couple of places Pieces short at the moment And it's a case of trying to Kind of put, put uh, A number 10 again mm-hmm. I think Rogic If he's not fit You need someone to go in there I think you also need another striker Which will complement Kyogo Because I'm not quite sure Yakimatis is still mm-hmm. The jury's still out So I think In that respect I think it's two or three short Of what you really look for What do you think of that Stephen? Possibly correct Yeah I'm thinking Left back I know Craig Taylor signed again I think he'll be a squad player I don't think he's, he's going to be Big Angie's number one. I think a centre half is a big one. Get Big Julian back as well, bolster things. And maybe, I think, another striker. Because Big Jack and Marcus, young guy, I think he'll be a player. I think he'll develop more. I think Kogo, Kyogo, just, we guys are superstar. And this wee guy says that 
I know he's a bit of an injury, he kind of knocked his back a little bit. That's three guys, that's three guys going to go places. That's three guys, I think he's super. Best in Scotland, my country now. We guys just top, top class. Just a wee point. I know we're talking about his predictions and that. I hope Hughes fixed himself, I think. Was it third or fourth year? I hope yeah. I think he'd Celtic bottom I think he had them to go down If I'm going to dig them out And double check <laughs> You know You know exactly oh, It was a playoff Relegation playoff So it yeah. was I said third And as you say You're not allowed to change So uh, When the time comes Which is 25 games away yet When the time comes You either take your medicine Or you take a bow <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, thank you, Stephen. Calling from Donegal tonight. It was nice to speak to Stephen on 01419511025. And if you fancy getting involved, now is the perfect time to do it. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. 01419511025. Andy. Has sent a tweet And quite right Sticking up for his team He says Okay Gordon Duncan Given that Hearts Actually gained ground This weekend I'm taking at the studio Are writing them off As title contenders He says In brackets No laughing That's a fair <laughs> point The Jambos are still Keeping pace You're two points yeah, yeah, Behind yeah. Celtic Yeah absolutely And flying uh, yeah, Covering fair, from to, a Yeah to be fair They're only six points There's still a bit of football In that it looked at, to me So sarcastic isn't he It looked to me like the best game of the weekend actually Yeah it was a cracker Absolute uh, cracker Well I don't mind that at all Andy Thanks for reminding us 01419511025 uh, Let's hear what some of the management made From the game at Ibrox Malky Mackay's thoughts Proud of them that we kept going And we kept trying to play Because that was the way to go and play against them And try and fill holes And get it switched And make sure that there would be gaps And we did and we found a good second goal So I suppose in summation we were one of the few clubs that have scored two against them twice this season. That scored the goals again. I'm frustrated at a couple of the goals we've lost. I'm also very aware of this stadium and this team and how good they are and how much they pay for their players. On any given day, it could be six and seven here. And you've played well, so they're a fantastic team. So I'll take nothing away from that. They're a good team, a really good team. Um, I just want my standards up for me and my team. Okay, let's bring in Tam, who's a Rangers fan, and see. Oh, he's just disappeared. Tam, where are you? Call us back. We were about to bring in Tam. Um, I like uh, I like Marky McKay's style there, where he says, uh, "You know, we're the only team to have taken two goals off Rangers in two games. Every cloud. Also, the only team to have lost two league games to Rangers so far. Oh, there we go. He's keeping them right. <laughs> uh, Alex, the <laughs> he's an old cynic. Isn't he? <laughs> PR sent a tweet talking about the. Conceding first Obviously it's yeah. a thing that You know the, the the teams that are playing Rangers Will know all about it But what they must also have In the back of their mind He says is chances are Rangers will score two quick goals And flip the game And that actually is what keeps happening yeah. um, The Aberdeen game aside And obviously Bronby um, But the, 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 the game plan if you like From from Motherwell last week From Ross County this week Even scoring early It's, it's just not enough is it It's not even close to being enough And you know, County scored really early and then really late. The, the, the scoreline perhaps flattered them a touch. But, you know, fair play yeah. for hanging in there. Yeah, uh, listen, Malky's he's right, you know, because when you go there and you score a goal early doors, uh, unfortunately for him, there's so much uh, time still to play, Gordon. The one thing you can look at Rangers over the course is that they have shown character. They have responded really well uh, and they've managed to kind of maintain that undefeated uh, element to their game and uh, but again I keep going back to it going I, I, what, don't care what anybody says Steven mm. Gerrard will be really frustrated at losing yep. that goal because he wants to go in clean sheets and then kick mm. on with the goals Tam is back he's a Rangers fan 
Do those early goals sometimes just wake Rangers up, Tam? Is that the way it's been in some of these league games? Well, it seems to be every week they're conceding a goal. And after they concede, they kind of up that game. And that's been like 10 goals in the last two games. Last week as well, they conceded early and came back and won 6 1 against Murrayville. Whereas yesterday they came in 4 2, but I seem it could be a bit more. It just seems as if Ryan Kent as well has never been away injured. I mean, he came back yesterday. What a goal he scored. Do you think Jink missed him, Tam? Um, he wasn't in his best form before he got injured, but even at that, just the type of skill set he has maybe different to the other Rangers players. How much do you think you've missed him? Oh, I think we missed him big time. I mean, before he got injured, as you said, he never played well, but yesterday it just showed that he's back to his best again. Um, I think Ryan Jack as well. I mean, he never gave away a pass once to the corner park yesterday as well. So I'm hoping to see them to back in the squad every week now as well after the international break. Just, just, to, just to go back to this um, losing the first goal. Uh, it's happened against Motherwell and it's happened against Ross County in the space of eight days. Having said that, that it's a st- statistical fact, not trying to deflect from it whatsoever. However, in those games, Rangers have then scored 10 against, against the opposition. So... I do understand that Stephen Gerrard would rather they cut it out, but I don't see that it's having any effect in anything. No, it's just I think it's just the it's it's the fact that it's however many times you said yeah. is it eleven well, times this season? Is it four or is it four or five in a row? Yeah, remind well, me. even if you go back to the league game, just and the boy Rodin yeah. scored after four or five minutes as well, Gordon. But the thing is, you don't want a pattern because there will come a point where you're up against mm. it. Uh, you know, I think you go back to Hibs as well. Did Hibs not score first as well? So, uh, so you know, and then obviously Portis gets sent off. I think, but. That you don't want patterns to emerge As I said There's a couple of games coming up Now you've got the semi-final In a couple of weeks you, And then you'll obviously get uh, mm. Sparta Prague coming to to Ibrooks as well So Listen you, you, you can go behind mm. And still win games But you just don't want to get Against better opposition We didn't see Any real conclusive footage To be honest Of Ross County's opening goal <sighs> Did it look a hint offside? Maybe It was certainly yeah. close Again, if you're Stephen Gerrard You're probably analysing your team's part in it Rather than going Oh, that was offside And therefore we absolve ourselves of any criticism Um, How did you What what will they look to tighten up in those moments? Yeah, listen, I think uh, It was a misplaced pass by Hadji Who who played a ball to Lundstrom And then from that turnover of possession Rangers were a bit exposed, Gordon Because what you had was You had uh, Bassi uh, advanced you had Bakuna trying to recover, which you couldn't do. Uh, and again, it looks borderline. So we, we can't really tell for the camera mm. angle we've seen. Uh, but the interesting thing about that is, is Connor Golson's looking along that line as well. So I'd be surprised if he can't take his line off that player. But uh, as I said, it's very mm. difficult to call. Tam you know, says that despite his early season, I don't know, struggles is probably strong. Uh, Ryan Kent not being at his best Alex He thinks Rangers did miss him uh, The challenge now I guess Is for him to use this International break wisely yeah. Make sure that there are, there are No ill effects from that comeback and, and then really show That that is the case Because there are a lot Of Rangers fans out there Who feel that he really is The main man Or one of them And has got another Gear in him And maybe even yeah. can attract attention And, and go on and achieve more So he needs to I guess Show that Yeah come out the blocks period, Gordon yeah. Without a doubt I think in the next couple of weeks uh, I think I've already read somewhere That uh, they're talking about Having a bounce game At Murray Park That's for uh, Ryan Jack Whether they throw uh, Ryan Kent into that But I'm I'm certain They'll be getting work In their legs Gordon Because it's a perfect opportunity To really go to town With Ryan Jack as well Really put on the workload 
And then try and strengthen mm. them up For the coming weeks Strange when you get into An international break Tam Because you don't really know What will happen over there Who will come back Fit who won't What the manager might change But we got to see guys like You know Janino Bakuna yesterday who, who scored as well On his first league start Did you see enough to suggest These types of guys Can stay in the team For a prolonged period? Well, I faced my dad yesterday that I don't rate Bakuna And then five minutes after that, he scored a good goal Oh, well, we've all been there Hugh Keevans uh, is nodding I, I live there <laughs> but I, I, I'm hoping the players come back stronger, to be honest with you I'm hoping no one gets injured um, So I'm hoping they come back stronger He's got to play Patterson a wee bit more, I think um, He's been a wee bit a good player um, For Scotland and for Angels, so I'm hoping... He gets more game time Yeah maybe we're nitpicking about Alex We were in It had got to that stage In the game yesterday The game was over And we were saying or he, he did come on But why not a little bit earlier I, I don't know Maybe Maybe yeah. it was, Maybe it was, we start nitpicking Because you've yeah. got the, the Scotland game Around the corner Yeah it was highlighted By Mark Wilson I think with 30 minutes to go He was going Why is not uh, uh, Patterson not coming on the park And uh, he, he made a valid point However he did manage To come on for 20 odd minutes so so it was an opportunity for him to get some minutes under his belt I just think it's extremely difficult uh, I, I I know Tavernier comes in for a bit of grief from Rangers fans And it's mostly from a, defense, a defensive point of view But see it offensively What he brings to the table uh-huh. And even so much, so much so in the last couple of weeks Where he's got goals, assists, sets up He's just, he's just such a pivotal player He set up the opening goal yesterday But how long can Patterson let it roll like this? You know, because He's off with Stevie Clark for, to the, the warm weather training camp. Uh, he may very well start the game against Moldova on Friday night. How long can he let this roll at Ibrooks where he seems to get very, very little game time? Well, we'll soon see what happens over this international break and beyond. Thank you very much to Tam, who called in from Barhead tonight. If you want to join in the conversation, we would love to have you. And it's that time of the evening. We were looking to see who's brave enough for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. A good way to kick off your week. Come on here, get the better of Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray. Embarrass them, put them in their place, call it what you will. If you fancy it, you do need to phone before seven o'clock. So 0141 951 1025 and your chance to beat the pundit is next. The headlines 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans have been doing their best to pour over some of the talking points from the weekend, but if you want to raise any more of them, you need to pick up that phone 01419511025. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's been linked with the Aston Villa job I don't think we've got round to that one yet If you've got any thoughts either way Now would be a good time to share them Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It's that time of the night Monday is not proving to be a particularly difficult night To come on and beat the Pundit I must confess But we'll see if these two have been studying hard all weekend I uh, saw so Alex Ray you, you went straight from the show last night To playing a, a charity Char- game last night An yeah, eco-friendly yeah. COP26 related Charity game I happened to go along I saw you Freezing at the sidelines I couldn't go on the pitch For the first 20, l- 20 minutes or Laying so. one on One or two people I must say <laughs> It was great wasn't it More, Were you yeah. proud of me? Mm, something like that I hear anything to win Honestly uh, So I don't know if that took a bit of studying time Away from you last night uh, We'll find out Tonight's contestant is Keir Who's a Rangers fan From Newton Merns How's it going Keir? Hello mate 
I'm good, how are you? Good, not bad at all, thanks Not bad at all Have you ever played before? Uh, no, that's my first time I've listened to a lot though so. He's been just listening for years Waiting to pick his moment I like this man's style I think you two should be worried uh, Heads, it will be Keir against if you've been listening for a while Have you ever heard me win? <laughs> no, probably not Tails, it'll be Alex Who takes on Keir tonight And it is heads I'm afraid, Shug You uh-huh. are up So we'll give you some Clyde 2 To listen to So that you cannot uh, Listen to Keir's answers Keir, it's very simple I know you've not played before But you have heard it 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know an answer You're fine to pass And we'll move on To the next one, okay? Yep, I got it, sure. right, top man, 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Who is the highest scoring Scotsman at Celtic this season so far? Uh, David Turnbull What nationality is former Rangers defender Lorenzo Amoruso? Um, pass Name the only Scottish top flight side who scored 5 goals at the weekend um, Pass who, was the youngest manager, who is the youngest manager in the Scottish Premiership? Stephen Gerrard Name the only club in the entire SPFL Currently without a manager Dunfermline Okay Let's bring Hugh back Hugh can you hear us? Hugh Keevans No not yet Yes we go Got us Yep Right 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who's the highest scoring Scotsman at Celtic this season? Um, Callum McGregor What nationality is former Rangers defender Lorenzo Amoruso? Italian Name the only Scottish top flight side who scored five at the weekend. Uh, Hearts. Who is the youngest manager in the Scottish top flight? Um, pass. Name the only club in the entire SPFL currently without a manager. Dunfermline. And how many Scottish clubs has Johnny Hayes played for? Two. Okay, okay. Uh, Keir, how do you think it went? Uh, I should have got the Italian one. Uh, maybe a draw or you might have won by one. You panicked a bit, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, right, what's the highest scoring Scotsman at Celtic this season? Is David Turnbull. Oh. Keir got it. He goes 1-0 in front. Uh, what nationality is former Rangers defender Lorenzo Amoruso? He is Italian. Hugh Keevans equalises. Name the only Scottish top flight side who scored five at the weekend. Hugh said Hearts, which was right. Keir, did you say Hearts as well? He's an honest man I love that Do you know what I feel like sending Kira a sign ball anyway The line was a bit ropey And it was either Pass or Hearts And I wasn't entirely sure And I thought I would see How honest he was Brilliant Brilliant Kira honestly You're a true sportsman Uh, So Hugh Takes a 2-1 lead The youngest manager In the Scottish top flight is Tam Coles It's James McPake Can't be much in it Um, But yeah it is so none of you got that You both knew that Dunfermline are without a manager So Keir's got two on the board Hugh's got three And Keir's journey ends there So we think we know that Hugh's won it You had the chance to add a bit of gloss You've remembered that Johnny Hayes played for Celtic and Aberdeen Correct. You forgot he played for Inverness though So oh. it was three And Keir would have got that I'm sure If he had got further But it is a but I'm afraid Keir It wasn't to be And he's done you three to two I saw enough promise in you Keir though I think you could give it another go sometime uh, prodigy. Yeah, yeah. A prodigy. <laughs> a prodigy who forgot Lorenzo Amoruso was Italian, honestly. There we go. Big, the, big, big, big victory for you. Oh, yeah. I'm back. Absolutely. Back ish. Yes. Yeah, still no manager for them. Fairman, another, another tough weekend. So yeah. I'm sure they'll be looking to another, do that over yeah. the, the international break. Yeah, they've got to. They're dropping like a stone. Uh, that was a, another bad, bad result, losing at home again. And. They've got to get someone in And that someone has to hit the ground 
Well, international breaks can be a good time to bin your manager. It gives you a couple of weeks to think of getting a new. See that there? That seamless uh-huh. transition. But I always see where I'm going. Nor no, not Norwich. Aston Villa. And you'll have noticed that down south they're talking about Roberto Martinez, they're talking about Steven Gerrard potentially uh-huh. um, being a name that Aston Villa would be interested in. Let's bring in Stuart, who is a Rangers fan from Coatbridge. What, what's your immediate reaction when you hear that stuff, Stuart? How do you how do you see that one panning out? No chance, absolutely no chance. He's on good wages at Rangers. Uh, you think on it, he's on £210,000 a month at Rangers. That works at just over £2.5 million a year. No, I don't think he would touch it now because he's contracted to 2024. It would take over £10 to get him out of his contract if even Aston Villa did approach him. But I don't think, I think he's still going to wait for a Liverpool job. His heart's still on the Rangers. You could see it at the end of the last thing. You could see it a couple of weeks ago as well. Definitely. I mean, his European run the last couple of seasons was good as well. And then, well let, let's, let's be clear though, Stuart. And it might not come to this, but if it comes to money, Aston Villa will pay him more than Rangers do. Significantly. Yeah. You're, you're also yeah, talking you're also talking about a man who's a multi-millionaire anyway uh, So money will not be his primary consideration No, no, but I, I don't think that has to come into it If we're talking about his weekly wage at Rangers Villa will Also, show me the arithmetic 10 million quid to get Steven Gerrard How do you come up with that figure? Well, you think, Connie, he's still got another couple of years A couple of years his contract to go And they probably have to pay compensation to Rangers Because yeah. if they did get him out of contract it early But I don't think, mm. went, as you said, he doesn't need the money He's He's got, he doesn't need to worry about money So I mm. don't think that was on his mind I think he wants to end his career uh, In a big high with the, Rangers the, And then maybe move on to Liverpool The, the thing about L- Liverpool Steven Gerrard will not go from Rangers to Liverpool Not directly He, he will go somewhere in between I think so Yeah I think so mm. uh, I, I don't think you go from Rangers to Liverpool You're talking about a Liverpool team Champions League winners yeah. uh, Incredible history uh, you know, it just won't go from Ibrox to Anfield. It, it, it won't happen that way. Yeah, I mean, there would be compensation yeah. due, Alex. I'm sure. Um, I, I don't think it would be anywhere near ten no. million. And you know, even if it was, which it, which yeah. it isn't, so it seems pointless anyway. Yeah. It's not going to be a problem for Aston Villa. You no. know, they're, they're going to go for some the, the the names that have been mentioned: Roberto Martinez, Steven Gerrard, Gordon. See if you go for these guys. Martinez still has a contract with Belgium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another people over there. I think his contract's twenty twenty four. So you're you're looking at maybe two and a half years, and even if it's the sums in which uh, the caller says there, uh, Stuart, it still doesn't get to yeah. ten million. But listen, that wouldn't be a stumbling block no. if a Premier League comes. You, you look at Brendan Rodgers. I think did Celtic get nine million uh, with all his backroom staff. So. That was a good uplift for, for them. Listen, it's an interesting one because we know the lure of the English Premiership. Everybody wants to be there. If you're a manager out yeah. with that league, that is, has a real big pull. Um, whether he would take it at this present time because of the situation where they are at the moment um, in the league, hmm. it's interesting. There are a couple of kind of categories you have to take into account. You, the first one is, would they want him? And then before you get that, once you get that out of the way, it's would he want it? Would he would he accept it now? A lot of this stuff is, is coming from down south You'll have watched the big channels all, all day You'll you've seen the newspapers That it, it seems that he is at least on their radar So yeah. that, that looks like that side of it is is ticked off In fact it's on our television screen right now I just looked up um, He's pictured there um, Alongside Roberto Martinez and What's so on What's the Danish guy's name, do you know? It, it slipped my mind I'll look it up when, for you When you have Stephen Gerrard's name And Stephen Gerrard is a bigger name than Roberto Martinez uh, when you have his name, you are in the frame 
Frank Lampard is in the frame at Norwich and I don't think Frank Lampard uh, has done anything as a manager uh, to make you jump at the chance of getting him but he has that name Lampard uh, and he was a god at Chelsea as Gerard was a god at Liverpool um, I keep coming back to this simple equation is one trophy in nine in Scotland albeit the most mm. important trophy in the eyes of the Rangers supporters is one trophy in nine in Scotland going to get you a job in the English Premier League I think but it was, but it was but on the radar on a, was he it was on the radar the director of football was on record a couple of years he ago he was to Liverpool that, didn't he yeah so I think it was no, but that's the thing I think that, that question's answered the, there's He's clearly done enough to attract that interest. I feel like that that judging by the noises coming out from down south, that's the bit that's I'm trying that looks to, on. It's about I'm trying to determine the scale of the interest. Is this a well, bo- at the moment they're talking about, idea of, well, no, they're talking about a three man shortlist. Casper Hulmund is the name of the Brilliant. the Danish coach. They're talking you. about Roberto well, Martinez, Casper Hulmund, and Stephen Gerrard. All the more reason then, as I said at the start of the program, for Stephen Gerrard to either admit he's interested or End mm. all speculation overnight yeah. by saying I'm not interested I mean, in uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, you see both. I mean, was it Brendan Rodgers did come out straight away on one of the jobs? Was that the Newcastle one or something? And said yeah. you know, not for me. To be fair, until there is a question to be answered sure. as well, and maybe, maybe you don't the need old, to. The old cynic in me tells me that Brendan came out to say that because he had an inkling there might be a bigger job than Newcastle. Mm. Um, Alex, what about this then? Does this? Does this feel like There could be something in it for you? Yeah I, I, You're absolutely right Gordon uh, He was obviously linked to the Newcastle job as well I get an impression That this is a bit more concrete Just because of the noises That have actually been made I didn't quite uh, get the belief That the, the Newcastle was a viable option for him So it may well be Gordon The interesting thing will be Now one thing we can see about Stephen Gerrard He could have came to Rangers I think round about March and he wanted to honour his TV commitment So he, he stayed where he was And he, he seen out the rest of his time With Liverpool uh, under 19s I think it was So he's an honourable guy So whether he would Break a contract It mm. doesn't quite sit right With the profile If you look back But until there's a decision To be made Then mm. you never know uh, Stuart's not concerned No chance Says Stuart What do you make of it Out there 01419511025 Here's a thing I didn't know existed An Aston Villa fan From Penny Lee Danny oh. is on the line Danny what do you think how you guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me on this evening. Uh, Pleasure. Just first, I'll get to my my point. Just to say, I I don't think that it'll be a financial decision on Villa's behalf, Gerard's behalf. I think that the previous caller maybe doesn't know quite how rich Villa's owners are, and you know, multi multi billionaires who own uh, American sports clubs. They need to pay compensation, which I don't believe is going to be ten million anyway. They need to pay it, they will. Uh, but my actual point is, I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, for Stephen Gerrard and for Aston Villa, I don't think the timing's right. If we were at the end of the season and Villa had stayed up and there can be some sort of rebuilding process put in place, I think the job that he's done at Rangers is absolutely fantastic in terms of that. And, you know, he's taken Rangers from where they were, finishing third two seasons in a row, to being where I quite rightly think they should be, top dogs in Scotland, and winning that 55th title, which is absolutely brilliant for the fans. And, you know, if he can come in a Villa and take us from a team that's mid-table up to a team that's pushing for Europe on a probably a similar comparison I'd be delighted with that but right at the moment let's be realistic Villa haven't played well Villa are in a relegation battle and the reason because of that is one because we sold our best player and two because you know we've had a lot of disruption in terms of injuries and stuff like that I don't believe that Gerard's going to come in and have enough about him to get us away from that relegation battle as I say end of the season Villa stayed up 
bring him in, absolutely. I think he's a brilliant manager. I think he'd do a fantastic job. But for me right now, the timing just isn't right. Are you saying that you you do not believe that Steven Gerrard would have the managerial capability to keep Aston Villa up? I, I don't know. And that's the gamble I don't think the Villa can afford to take. And I don't, actually not just Villa, I don't think Steven Gerrard can afford to take. If Steven Gerrard goes to Villa and, you know, the unthinkable happens and we do go down and better teams than us have gone down in the past, then his reputation's ruined and he's taken a step back and that Liverpool job's further away. For me, the next step for Gerrard is probably the England job when Southgate moves on. Take the England job, and then after that, it would probably be the Liverpool job. I think, bear in mind that Gareth Southgate, uh, I think, is 59 going on 60, and Steven Gerrard is only just turned 40. No, no, no. Oh, Gareth's my age, old, is he? Gareth's my age. Is he not 59? No. No, he's just. He's my age. I played against him. How, how old are you then? I would say he's about 52. Right, okay. 51. 51. There you go. Steven Gerrard's 10 years younger. Uh, and I don't think the England job would necessarily interest him. Uh, he, you know, we always have this Liverpool thing in the background, but I think he has to go somewhere prior to Anfield if Anfield is on for him. Uh, and difficult though, isn't it? Because as Danny says, right, if you and completely understand that logic, can you can you go from Rangers to, to straight to Liverpool? That that is a a real a, a, a good question, but. If you go to Villa in between yeah. And you don't do it brilliantly Then uh-huh. you ain't getting the Liverpool job anyway are you? Well, it, you, know, you, you'd need, you would need that to be a, a real strong success Would you not? I, I, I go back to when the Newcastle job became vacant When Steve Bruce got the sack uh, Stephen Gerrard did not distance himself From Newcastle United He danced around the subject uh, So he has to go I think To a stepping stone Villa And I, I take the point That Danny's making That you can go to Villa hmm. It doesn't work out And the legacy's damaged And do you get the Liverpool job after that? I, I, well, think, I think To be fair sorry yeah. About dancing round In one of the press conferences People came to that conclusion He did say on TV Something along the lines of You know Do you not think I'm happy here? Don't ask me stupid questions course, Sort of yeah. thing In relation to Gordon Does this feel I, 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 I think he actually has to make the right decision when that time's right as well. Aston Villa is a bit of a gamble. If he's trying to get to that 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 next step to get to Liverpool, it has to be a job that actually gives him a fighting chance. Now, see if you're talking about a relegation zone, I'm not mm. sure he'd be too keen to dive in. In that respect, mm. I agree with Danny. That depends, though. I mean, Danny's a Villa fan and he knows sure. more about this than me. Some people, and Steven Gerrard could be amongst them, might feel that, well, do you know, actually... Villa, Villa are only going to go up from there. Danny might not not agree, but you know some people yeah. would look at the size of the club, some of the players there, and would say, oh, I, can, "I can get you out of them." And all of a sudden, if I go in and take over in their seventeenth, sure. even if you finish fourteenth or thirteenth, it looks Progress. like a it looks like a good season. No, absolutely. So that's the way these guys operate. Isn't no, it? They, they'll back themselves. No, no. And every you speak to any manager, you look at a, a project and you think, "I can turn that around." Yeah. And I think that's part of the, the lie. But you also have to look at the infrastructure, how much money you're going to get, the personnel. So you have to take some. Factors into account Gordon Danny make sure you stay in touch with us Because yeah. this isn't going away overnight We'll speak to you soon I'm sure that all right? Can I say one more thing oh, guys, quick, go on then. So I just wanted to say Just to sort of rest assured some Rangers fans I don't think it will happen The man I think will get the job Will be the Brighton manager Graham Potter And people might laugh at that For what he's doing there But he's a Villa <laughs> fan He's from the area 
and his family are all from Birmingham as well. And oh, Danny, 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 Danny. Hugh Keevan's English team is Brighton. He's furious with you for the suggestion. I can't have two grandchildren upset by Graham Potter <laughs> going to Aston Villa, a small club in the Midlands. <laughs> Danny, it was nice to speak to you. Uh, just to mark your card with something, scrapacarscotland.com are this year's sponsors of our Europa League coverage. Uh, on Clyde One Super Scoreboard So to celebrate all things Europa League They're giving you the chance To upgrade your home entertainment system Don't you look at me like that I'll explain what a home entertainment system is to you During the break Now head to Clyde1.com right now There'll be a chance there for you to win A 65 inch Sony Bravia TV and sound system And it's all thanks to our friends at Scrap A Car Scotland If you want money for your old scraps Then look no further Head over there to Clyde1.com Check that out And we'll take more of your calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got Graham and Erskine Who's going to come on in just a second To talk Stephen Gerrard's link to Villa uh, Let me get your teaser up and running quite soon I'm going to ask something of you here though right You don't have newspapers or anything in front of you What have you two got? Let me see bits of paper Right I want you to put them to one side Stop it No because I just don't want you looking at the teams I don't right, think okay. I don't think getting your Your Memory jogged is, is beneficial I want you to sure. try and do this from a standing start Van Man is on the full-time teaser uh, Full-time at Clyde1.com If you want to submit a question In the top two flights in Scotland There are currently eight managers Who have played for the team That they're currently managing McPake would be one Okay, Hugh, any that spring to mind? Uh, Stephen Glass Yes, okay We'll leave it there See if you can get the other six Before the end of the show in the top two flights in Scotland Eight managers currently managing The team that they've played for I've got another previously. one Quickly, go on then Davidson Yes, okay, leave it there You're going to scoosh this one You're going to absolutely scoosh it uh, Let's bring in Graham in Erskine See what's on his mind Take it away, Graham Hi there uh, I, was just, I was just wanting to know Why people like Hugh Evans And uh, like, uh, I was wanting to See Stephen Gerrard go to go to uh, clubs like Villa, and uh, he's in a perfectly good job. Uh, Hugh, do, do you want Stephen Gerrard to go to Villa? Well, the very first thing I said was I don't think that one trophy in nine in Scotland gets you a job in the English Premier League, and that I ruled him out for Aston Villa. So uh, I I refute your allegation. You seem to be punting him to, to Villa you seem, you seem to think that he's going to go for, uh, He's not going to go straight from Rangers to uh, Liverpool when, he's, when, he's get the, when he'll have the experience of winning uh, back-to-back titles with Rangers and, and the experience in Europe But I go back to it, you're not listening to me The first thing I said was I don't think one trophy in nine gets you the Villa job I don't like to help him out, Graham. I really don't, but Hugh doesn't think Steven Gerrard will become the Aston Villa manager so how is he trying to punt him to Aston Villa? Well his past the past phone calls all, all been about he's, he's been he's, he's been trying to get Gerrard a move to England I've just said I'll, I'll say it for a third time <laughs> for the avoidance of all doubt now listen Graham I do not think one trophy in nine in Scotland will get Stephen Gerrard the Aston Villa job. Are we crystal? Uh, Alex, we are in slight danger of going round in circles on that one, um, if we haven't already. Just very clearly from you, Hugh's, yeah. been, Hugh's been very clear. 
If he was offered it, you think he would knock it back? I do. Uh, I look at their current form. Uh, again, you don't know what the terms are going to be in terms of it could be a war chest in, in, in January. I've, I've been in a manager's position myself where you think, right, okay, you look at it and you think, oh, I can get a better tune out of them. That's just human nature. So I just feel as if he's got a, a job to do here. When you look at his previous employment at Liverpool under 19s and then obviously with BT and he didn't take it up at that point because he wanted to see it out so I, I've got the feeling that he wants to try and get back to back titles as well but you just never know mm. yeah I mean the challenge for all these guys I guess is, is trying to get that timing right isn't it oh, it's, if, doubt. if it's a good opportunity do you need to take it the I can only, the Brendan Rodgers comparison is a loose one like the two sure. different guys two different stages one had that he's got the tie to Liverpool which you know Brendan Rodgers had no sort of one obvious sure. destination But the, the similarity I'm talking about Is that Oh you might need to take the opportunity Even if you don't Think it's exactly The the, the moment that you yeah. wanted Brendan Rodgers I'm sure Everyone heard the story about You know Wanting to stay Celtic fans thought, yeah. thought He was going to stay also, Sometimes when something comes along You know He'd, he'd gathered a reputation Where the job that he'd uh, done at Swansea He was within two or three games Of winning the mm. title For Liverpool Anfield uh, so when Brendan left it, it, I think it was For two different reasons One he was getting back Into the, the big picture Down south And secondly he, he felt that he'd taken Celtic As far as he possibly could But Stephen Gerrard's In a different position Yeah I think I find it fascinating Gordon Because you, 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 Listen there's no two ways about it He wants to be the Liverpool manager And there's obviously a, a he has to get find somewhere to get there. I I don't. I'm agreeing with you. I don't think you go from Liverpool directly to sorry from Rangers directly. You don't? To, I don't think you go no. directly from uh, from there to to there. I think there has to be somewhere in between, and I think the importance of that. And I actually get mm. the impression that he's quite a level headed guy, and I don't think he would just jump at the first opportunity to try mm. and get there because it has to be right. Because as one of the callers said earlier on, if you don't get it right, you're taking a couple of steps yeah. back, and that becomes further away. Does this one seem? I mean, just how can we tell what what he thinks of is course. right? But it, from the outside, it doesn't look like a terrible opportunity, does it? Because, like we said, you know, a, a good club, good history. Well, we, you we, got a decent bit of cash. Are they really going to be relegated? Who knows? No. Well, in actual fact, you know, you talk about players like Tyrone Mings, like Danny Ings, like John, John McGinn. McGinn uh, you know, and they, they've got money. They are backed by very, very rich people. Uh, so in January, you'll be able to do business. Uh, but five defeats One in a row, that, that, that would trouble me. There's something wrong if you lose yeah. five games in a row. Gordon, you it's know, not you, that, not Gordon, there's, one, run though, there's one for you. See, see they, they finished 11th last year in uh, England's yeah. Premier League. If they were currently in that position, and you thought mm. there if, if Grealish might be there Obviously the circumstances yeah. Play a part in this But listen It's just pure speculation At the moment And that's why I say Stephen Gerrard Could end the whole story tomorrow The whole story finishes tomorrow If he says to Rangers media Here is my statement I'm not going to Villa I'm not interested Game over hmm. Interesting Thank you very much to uh, Graham just again Once more Hugh You're not trying to punt Stephen Gerrard to Aston Villa or, Yes or no Or No certainly not I don't think you'll get the sure? job I don't think you'll get the job But <laughs> do I make myself clear Thank you Graham I'm glad we've cleared that up Nadim is a Rangers fan What's your take on All of this Nadim Hi Gordon Hi Hugh Alec Hello. Um 
Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I've got, I suppose, maybe a different angle on, on things. Um, I, I take on point what, what Hugh and Alex say, and, and I agree with most part of it, I suppose. But I think uh, Stephen Gerrard, you know, and, and the good work, he, the, the good work that he's done in, in the past three seasons in Europe, I think uh, there's no way he would leave before he has a, a, a go at the Champions League. You know, hopefully we win the league this season, and that's as automatically. I think the, the club automatically gets into the Champions League. There's no qualifiers or anything like that. And that's partly because of the good work that he'd done, you know, in, in previous seasons in the, in the Europa League. So you, you can't tell me he would leave to join a club like Aston Villa who are, who are fighting relegation to, to then give up a chance of, of, of playing the Champions League, you know, the, the top competition in Europe. Well, there's another gambling aspect to it all. You know, if Nadim is right, goes into Champions League. I look at Champions League football now at the highest level and I'm seeing breathtaking stuff. Steven Gerrard with the best will in the world could go in there with Rangers and get turned over as uh, even Brendan Rodgers Celtic get turned over with seven goal losses uh, so that is also a form of gambling because the Champions League might not enhance your reputation yeah this is the bit that we don't know what Steven Gerrard's mindset is because that makes sense that, that makes complete sense what Nadim's saying there's still scope there The ceiling yeah. Rangers maybe haven't reached it yet Because they haven't had a crack At the Champions League But some people might think Well Yeah you know Getting into the group stages And, and having a real tough task is it, How appealing is that? I don't know Yeah listen it, it can be thankless at times Because you've obviously got Two heavy hitters And then it's, a, it's normally A playoff between you And, and, and the bottom team So it can be uh, we, We've often seen Brendan Rodgers Kind of really struggle with it Domestically they didn't uh, Impact him at all So Listen, we don't really know what's what is on Stephen Gerrard's mind. The one the one thing we do know is he's got plenty of ambition. Yeah, um, Nadim. So you're you're not worried about this at all. It's not something that you are concerned about as a Rangers fan at all. Absolutely not, Gordon. I think. Um, I mean, how often do managers come out and distance themselves from jobs? And you know, hardly ever, ever happens. Yeah, not that so, often. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that, that to me doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. And that's why I think that the Champions League is is, is a kind of you know the holy grail of, of, of football just now. And I think that's why if, if Stephen Gerrard hopefully win the league and, and if he can get us there, then I think that's too much of a. I, I get what you're saying. You know, if, if you get beat, if you lose six of your games, then obviously it's, it's not going to look. Fantastic, but the fact that you, you know, but we're there, and you, and you, can, you, you can't, you can't argue with with your record. And you, this, this season has not been fantastic, but the last two, you know, last the last sixteen in the, in the Europa League, I mean, that's just phenomenal, you know. What about the the first part of the the question? You know, would or do Aston Villa want them? The noises are it looks like it. Nadim, we heard kind of similar things about Newcastle, which didn't really come to anything. Do you think there's Whilst you're, you're not worried about this I accept that Do you think there's more in this one? Is there going to be more of a question For him to answer this time? Um, I don't think so I don't think so I, I think As as Hugh was saying there You know Aston Villa are fighting the allegation I suppose as we're Newcastle But I think Newcastle Because they've got the money To effectively do, do what they want You know what, what, Would they go for someone As, as Hugh says It's maybe still a bit un, untried You know Especially especially in, when, it, when it comes to winning trophies For Aston Villa you know, their main their main goal is, is to avoid relegation. And for Steven Gerrard to go from a situation where he's used to winning, you know, the majority of games, having the majority of possession, and, and a game, you know, winning, hopefully winning leagues and, and cups, to then go from a, to that to a situation where you know every every point, that, you know, in, in terms of making sure that he win as many points as he can to avoid relegation, is, is he going to want to do that? I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, Aston Villa might be interested. It's like it's like anything else. You know, we've got really good. You know, players at the club, where you know the other clubs are interested, but that doesn't mean that they're going to go. Do you know, uh, 
Let's Yeah Nadim covers a lot of good ground There's someone here on Twitter My Twitter's actually playing up I've been dipping in and out of this stuff uh, All night I can see one at the top from Pozog who says You can't go from Rangers to Liverpool What like Soonest did But you can go from Qatar uh, To Barcelona Like Javi has Alex I think that's one That maybe a bit aimed at you You said you don't think You can go from Rangers to no, Liverpool well, He's saying Soonest did it And and Javi's gone from Qatar no, listen, to Barca. He, 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 he's, he's right in terms of Javi going there and pretty not a great deal of experience. And again, that goes back to what we was talking about with profile. Now mm-hmm. that we've seen uh, Lampard get the job yeah. at Chelsea, so I don't would, think he's done enough. Not be in that that category then. Possibly, I just feel as if we're where Liverpool are at the moment because they're obviously completing at a very high level. Mm-hmm. I just feel as if he's got another job in him. No, I could be proven wrong, but I just don't think that step's possible. I mean, Liverpool still have a manager, of course, as well. So that yeah. the, the, the timeline, you wonder how the things. Uh, right. Sort of marry up um, But it's going to be a, an interesting Few days Hugh Keevens And uh, the international break means that That's when the clubs often pull the trigger Don't they? Yeah, it yeah, gives them yeah. a bit of time um, Maybe it can't take that long though Because I'm, I'm sure I mean the Newcastle one became a little bit farcical But Villa it looks like they will want They'll want this sorted by the end of the international break Well I read Stephen Gerrard's statement To the AGM where he spoke of winning the title, stopping Celtic from winning 10 in a row, and said he never thought he'd find a moment comparable with Istanbul and Liverpool being three down in the European final and winning it on penalties. Uh, but he felt that the winning of the 55 uh, was comparable to that moment. That doesn't sound to me like a man who the following week will take a job at another club. I may be entirely wrong Mm. But I don't think that one Can follow the other Uh, Where else are we on Twitter Now that I'm back on There seems to be a few people Wanting your thoughts on Kyogo's dive They're saying Oh this would be when he Runs into the the Dundee player Goes down That was that just before he got Substituted off Yeah Um, Um, Yeah what do you make of that People want to know on Twitter Well I think because Kyogo went down uh, In uh, a Comical fashion against Livingston at uh, Celtic Park uh, when uh, Obelai scalped the back of his head. Uh, I think people now think every time Kyogo hits the ground, he's cheating in some way. The The incident at Dens Park yesterday, there was no claim for anything by Kyogo. There was no complaint about anything by the Dundee players and the referee mm. gave nothing. Therefore, we have... An invisible conspiracy here Yeah I mean nothing, nothing comes of it Alex In the sense You know usually The, the ones that are really Going to get everyone debating Is someone goes down A penalty's given yeah. They think he's went down too easy Nothing really came of this So it's not um, I don't know I didn't exp- There's not the same Sort of knock on effect If you yeah. like Where someone's been Cheated out of anything no. Because nothing Nothing happened But I don't know Did Kyogo He came off He was yeah. kind of holding his I'm not, I'm not sure that was uh, on the back of that, Gordon. Uh, I thought it was strange because it looked as if he kind of initiated the contact Running, for me. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know whether he's trying to buy a penalty or not. You know, whether you claim or not, because he was on the ground for a period of time. So whether he's trying to do that on the back of last week, he just has to be careful if uh, if he does that more often because the reputation will come that he's he's going to ground far too easy. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones quickly before this break. What about the teaser in the top two flights in Scotland? Eight managers currently who have played for the team that they're managing. So James McPake at Dundee, Callum Davidson at St Johnston, Stephen Glass at Aberdeen. I'll take one from you. Jim Goodwin. Yes, I'll take one from you. Nielsen. 
Yes, so you're getting there We'll get the rest of the answers next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here They have been teaming up over the last 20 minutes or so During the break They got very animated honestly uh, On this question sent in by Van Man Who wants to know in the top two flights in Scotland Eight managers who have played for the team that they currently manage So guys like Jim Goodwin who played for St Mirren James McPaik played for Dundee Callum Davidson at St Johnston Robbie Nielsen at Hart Stephen Glass at Aberdeen Give me one more guess from you uh, Campbell at Abroath No Oh, I'm going to go for Alan Johnson Queen of the South Yes Yes okay Two to get we'll get them uh, before the end of the show It's been a really busy show A quick show um, We always start off with about 45 talking points from uh, the weekend and, and we get around only a handful of them uh, Hugh, you gave mm. your result of the weekend to Motherwell, Motherwell. Yeah. Let's touch on that one, that game there at Pataudry uh, I think first of all, personal triumph for Kevin Van Veen uh, He took his goals very well uh, He then... Did not rise to the bait He alleges that was thrown into the water by uh, Scott Brown Nah, that uh, won't have happened, will it? Uh, <laughs> As someone who was almost chucked into Loch Lomond Well, you know, th- <laughs> uh, I, I didn't need to take the bait I knew what was coming my way uh, But uh, it was a real good one for Motherwell and for Van Veen on a personal level But it continues a ropey old time for Stephen Glass, I'm afraid It was quite something, Alex The fact that we watched it in here And Motherwell were miles off it in the first half They were clearly just trying to frustrate Aberdeen and defend In fact, when all was said and done I think they only had about 30% possession But they came out in the second half and we're clinical Yeah, and you have to give them credit for the first half, Gordon Because they were pretty poor, you know And when you're... You don't have a lot of the ball You are backs to the wall stuff You have to dig in So I, you have to commend them on that And the goals mm. that they got were brilliant Because they worked on it very well I like Big Van Veen I think he's He's remember, clearly got something in his first, locker doesn't he The first game that I was watching Motherwell Hibs, earlier on First game of the season Yes and I said to you I like this big mm. guy right away He puts his cell about He's got a decent touch And he looks as if he's got a few goals in him I thought it was a good addition uh, Graham Alexander couldn't be more proud of his players He says And he also says He wasn't even surprised by the quality of that save by Liam Kelly If you've not seen it Go and look it up It was quite something The complete opposite of last week It's <laughs> a very easy way of doing it I think you know, Describing it I think the, the players were absolutely magnificent The way they've trained this week as a squad Not just the starting eleven, The whole squad 20 odd players How we've um, committed to it How we need to improve It's been superb to watch Obviously you have to put it in practice In, in game time we did that today against a, an excellent team on a great run of form away from home. I couldn't be more proud of a group of players than I've had in my career, to be honest. They, they were absolutely superb. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it because it was right at the bottom end. And I thought that it was actually in the goal, or the, the shot, I think it was, um, or header. It was a fantastic save, but um, we know, you know, that we can't say we're surprised by it because we know what a fantastic goalkeeper is. And I thought... Uh, the, the standout moments are at both ends of the pitch But I thought every single player In each of his position Did exactly what was required of it It's weekends like this Where I feel like we sometimes need to add another category On mm-hmm. a Monday night The goal yes. scorers get all the credit That save was outrageous Yeah, listen I, ha- I have to be honest with you It was a double save Because the tip onto the post Was so important 
But his reflexes, Gordon, to try and get because he lay on the deck and to try and get a little bit on that and manages to divert it away. It was incredible. I think he's a really good goalkeeper, Liam Kelly, uh, and I give him even more credit for the save at Petaudry and what went on at Petaudry because he's lost six to Rangers the weekend before, and uh, you know it's not always the goalkeeper's fault. All six goals can't be the goalkeeper's fault, but. No goalkeeper wants to lose half a dozen goals in one game. And then he loses his place in the Scotland squad. And then he goes to Pataudry, keeps a clean sheet and rounds it all off with a terrific double save. So I give Liam Kelly 10 out of 10. The other big winners were clearly Hearts, not only on the, the scoreboard but in the yes. league table as well. At a time when maybe people were starting to ask questions of them for the first time this season. Can you cope without Liam Boyce? Has the you know the unbeaten runs gone? Is that going to be the start of a, a downwards spiral? The answer would be yes to the Liam Boyce question. Can you cope and no to the downward spiral? And they're only two points behind Celtic. And uh, Robin Nielsen continues to do a good job. The atmosphere at Tynecastle terrific again. Uh, they'll be kicking themselves for the daft points that they have dropped this season. Uh, but we're only thirteen games in, and they are the best bet. It won't be Aberdeen. It doesn't look as if it would be Dundee United Hearts look as if they have sustainability uh, Let's go one more on the phones Let's bring in Chris Who's a Celtic fan from Govan What's your point for the panel tonight Chris? The point is mostly about the minute silence And the fans behaviour yesterday at the ground uh-huh. Now I'm sure that the panel Even the tennis balls forget the minute silence Was just completely unacceptable Now Celtic know who these people are It's not difficult We know who it is the only way to punish these people is a two-game ban. Now, I'm not talking about St Murn at home or whatever. The only two games these people need punished for is Real Betis and Rangers because it's the only way these people will listen. There is no point in punishing them against St Murn or Livingston or whoever because it's, it's clearly not working. They've tried all this. They shut it for the big games and they stop these people getting in because I'm sure it's the only way they'll listen. It depends what, what one you're on about Hugh I mean the, the tennis balls thing There was a A, a gesture towards a, An appointment that they feel the club are about to make That they don't want to And, and Bernard Higgins onto the staff I thought, di- Disrupting a minute's silence I, I get what Chris is saying You know who these fans are Do you really? I don't know If someone's Without yet. without splitting hairs If someone's making a, a bit of noise You know In, in a minute's silence I don't know do you, if, it, if it was at Celtic Park Can you identify that? If it was at Celtic Park they have a high definition CCTV system there Which they invested in three years ago And they could pick out individuals Without any problem However, it was Dens Park And the same facility does not exist And therefore, how do you prove Who threw what at Dens Park? I would also say that Ange Postacoglu I felt conducted himself perfectly well, Let's hear that actually Because he... Was asked about it Both the tennis balls And minute silence Here's what he had to say You know we live in a society Where people are allowed To express themselves And I don't You know I don't necessarily Think it's a bad thing My preference is It doesn't affect The 90 minutes of football You know The 90 minutes of football Is the time I, I want us all united The whole football club Because um, Ultimately that's what We're all here for That 90 minutes And uh, that would be My preference But ultimately You know That's um, There's avenue For these kind of things to For people to express themselves If they're not happy With something And it's not necessarily a bad thing As I said I, I'd, I'd rather protect the sanctity Of that 90 minutes Because I know how precious it is And, and you know If we want to be a, a successful team We need everyone um, United for that Again You know You'd have to ask the individuals Why 
they felt the need to do that. Um, my view, again, is pretty simple, is you treat these things with respect and dignity and that's what we try and do and that's what we certainly did and I think the majority of the fans did um, um, because that's the kind of football club we are. I mean, Chris, if, it depends what bit you're talking about. If we're talking about those tennis balls, the manager was mildly annoyed that it interrupted the game but it doesn't sound like he was that upset by it so is it, is it really something the club are going to ban fans over if the manager's taking that stance on it and, and almost understanding the opportunity to, to protest? It wasn't so much the, 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 the tennis balls thing when the banner went up you can understand it it was the minute silence and the, what she was saying there about you can't pick out individuals see if you go back over the last three, four years excluding last season it's remembering Sunday every week, uh, every year, whether it's at Celtic Park or whether it's at Falkirk one year, whether it's wherever, it's the same group of fans. So to, to, to say you cannot pick out individuals, well, OK, see, see, see if somebody knows who these people are. See if they can't identify them. They know the group. So you just ban the group. You know who it is. Go and you punish them. And you punish them for the big games. Don't punish them, don't punish them for St Martin. They're not going to care. But they'll care if it's Betis, they'll care if it's Rangers, they'll care if it's the big games because this is. It's a real, it's a real, um, obviously it's a very, it's quite complex, Hugh, because everybody's got their own take on it. And I think a lot of people just take it, you heard Ange Postacoglu taking it for what it is. It's a minute to remember people that that died, and and can you not just be quiet and respect it? So people have their own uh, take on that. Whether not willing to do that is a banning offence from a football game. I don't know. I I don't because it's it's not it's not the type the, the, the of crime best, that you tend to get banned for. The, the best sentence in in all that uh, Ange had to say there was he wanted to protect the sanctity of the ninety minutes. Mm. The football game cannot be violated. I take Chris's point on board about the, the the anger and frustration he feels that every year the same thing happens, but in strictly legal terms, if you like, in in terms of fair play mm. and justice. You can't prove who was doing well, yes, it at Dens, but you could at Celtic Park. No, I, I don't know. You might be able to. The game is a guy. There are loads of cameras. Dens has CCTV. I don't know. I, I feel like that's actually a separate issue. And as you can hear, we're long out of time. Um, quickly on the teaser, two more. McCall. Ian McCall at Partick Thistle, yes. Billy Davis? No. Uh, Billy Davis? Manager. No, no, Billy Davis. Um, uh, Billy Dodds. Billy Dodds, no, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, Jack Ross? No. Uh, Malcolm McKay? No. I was struggling. Oh, can you believe for one shot again? Hamilton Ackies Oh, uh, Stuart Stan. Taylor Yeah, it's him oh. yeah. Right, thanks you two oh. Back at 6 o'clock tomorrow Callum Gallagher is up next